Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. And we are coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Rocket Mortgage with you every step of the way. They provide a seamless mortgage experience. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio, 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. That's CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line. It's brought to you by the fine folks at Geico. RV, motorcycle, car, an extra 15% credit on top of what they could already save you. Go to Geico.com. Go to Geico.com. Worker shoot coming up in 20 minutes. It's been a big one so far today. Nebraska going step for step with Ohio State. What's that other score? What's the Michigan State score? Rutgers. Big powerhouse Rutgers is up 21-7 over Michigan State. They got old what's-his-name back, right? Greg Schiano. Thank you. For whatever reason, I wanted to say Gene Chizik. Greg Schiano's <laughs> back. Is this your older brother's Rutgers Scarlet Knights? 855-2124. No, I'm kidding. All right, Mel, let's see what you can do. You wanted that $6 million bucks a year. Hey, I ain't hating. I ain't hating you. It's not like they're going to fire you over one game. Relax. Just get your act together. It is Rutgers. You can turn around and beat them. You can turn around and beat them. Don't worry. 855-2124-CBS. Uh, Bruce Arians had a pro- I didn't realize. When I played this audio, and you guys said March, for whatever reason, I was thinking last March. And then he says, Tom, and I went, well, this has to be this March. And Pierno confirmed it was this March. Antonio Brown is signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You can't tell me that Bruce Arians has changed his mind this quickly. This is Bruce Arians on Tiki and Tierney back in March. Yeah, it's not going to happen. There you go. It's not going to happen. There's, there's no room. Yeah. You know, um, you know, and probably not enough money, but uh, it's just it's just not going to happen. It's not a fit here. Interesting. Well, there is room though because you lost Perriman. I don't know if he's if he says I'm coming in on the veteran minimum coach. I just want to play with Tom. You still wouldn't find a way to get him in. No. Wow. Is well, it just because you don't trust the what he could do to the culture? Why so steadfast that you would not give it a chance? Yeah, I just I just know I just know him, and uh, it's not a fit in our locker room. That's Bruce Arians. It was back in March. Football coaches are not quick to change their minds. They make decisions, they go with it, and they very rarely go back. Tom Brady is the leader of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. There is nothing shared now. This is a Tom Brady decision. This is ownership going with Tom Brady and probably overruling Bruce Arians. Not that it's not going to work. Not that it's going to blow up in their face. But Hickey's been with me now for a couple of years, and Hickey was there when we did this show. And I did this show three straight weeks, America. 
I did the same damn thing three straight weeks, except differently. I had to talk about Antonio Brown for three straight weeks last year, and I said, no, he's not a fit for the Patriots. The Patriot way is different. They've taken guys who still care about football, who are problem children, but still care about winning and still want to be winners, and they bring those guys in, and they go out there, and they win with them. And then at around 2 o'clock Eastern, right after I got off the show, they signed Antonio Brown in New England. And to tell you that my Twitter mentions were living hell would be an understatement on that Saturday. And Hickey was with me, and he remembers very, very well that the next week I had to come out there and I had to take my beating. And we had people from Portland, Maine, down to Boston, Mass, over to Vermont, all the way out in Buffalo, New York, all around the area, even though there's more than likely a bunch of Buffalo Bills fans, we did have calls from Buffalo to talk about the New England Patriots. Ken, you're wrong. Take that. Yeah, I know, man. I know. I I was wrong that they signed him, but I still don't think it's going to work out. And then later that week, well, in the words of the great Jim Cornette, the second greatest wrestling manager ever right behind Bobby the Brain Heaton, wouldn't you know who won the pony? when they got rid of Antonio Brown after one game. I know that Antonio Brown is in good shape. He keeps himself in immaculate condition. I believe that Antonio Brown likes scoring touchdowns. I believe that when he's out on the football field, he enjoys himself. But you can't convince me that Antonio Brown likes being an NFL football player anymore. I think he likes money. I think he likes attention. He likes that guys like me have whole shows where we remember. I remember three straight freaking weeks of Antonio Brown doing that show with you guys. Trying to convince you. Then taking heat, and then the very next week, three straight weeks in on week three, I got to do champion's pose. I got to replay calls of people telling me I was stupid. I was reading tweets. People were calling in to apologize. Antonio Brown likes all that. He loves the attention. I don't think he gives a damn who I am, but I think he loves attention. And part of that is the attention that he likes. But Bruce Arians, and what he said just back in March, when I have another tweet right here from Antonio Brown back on January 16th of 2019 when he says he didn't draft me, he drafted Emmanuel Sanders, same guy who missed rehab to go on networks to talk about me on situations he has zero clue. Arians now wears Kangoo hats. I think he meant Kangol. Arians now wears Kangoo hats and glasses, but I'm a diva. Done seeing it all. They say we friends stop lying. That's Antonio Brown. You think those two get along? Nope. No room at the end. That's what Bruce Arian said. Tom Brady says different. It's Tom's team. So we'll see what Bruce Arians will do because if there's any adversity, what's Antonio Brown going to do? Is he willing to pay the fiddler? Is he willing to do what guys with the Pittsburgh Steelers were willing to do? Come together and play because he wasn't willing to do it in Pittsburgh. Is he willing to do that here? Does he really want to finish his career off the right way with a chance to win a championship, to to buy in, to do what's necessary, especially during a, a weird year of 2020? Is he willing to do so? Because three teams have tried, all three teams have failed. How many times 
does he have to teach you a lesson before you understand? How many times? Pittsburgh, the back and the fourth. And and I put it on Pittsburgh that year. I put it on them. I put it on Ben Roethlisberger. If you're going to sit there and tell me the wide receiver ripped your team apart, you aren't that good of a football team. Well, now without Antonio Brown, now with Chase Claypool and a little bit of Juju Smith-Schuster and a little bit of Eric Ebron, a decent enough running game, they're 5-0. and They're doing just fine with that Antonio Brown. After he embarrassed John Gruden, and let me underline embarrassed John Gruden in front of America and really the entire world, playing a voicemail of John Gruden basically begging him to play for them, embarrassed Mike Mayock, who at that time was known as a glorified TV personality. That's what people were saying about him. And after they let him go, the now Las Vegas Raiders are 3-2. and two. Derek Carr's playing well. Offensive line might have some questions because of the COVID stuff right now, but certainly the, the Raiders are a team I, I have to give some respect and take seriously. You go to Kansas City, I don't care if you're allowed to have 60,000 fans or 15,000 fans or whatever it is. You go to Kansas City and you beat Patrick Mahomes, I don't care what week it is, I have to give you respect, take you somewhat seriously, and, and, and let it be known that you've played a pretty tough schedule, you're 3-2, and two, and, and you could be a playoff team especially. Las Vegas looks like they're doing just fine. And if Derek Carr is having a, a renaissance, then you're doing really fine here over the next couple of years. Las Vegas is better without him. Pittsburgh's better off without him. New England, eh, they're two and three. It's a marginal difference. They still made the playoffs last year without him. They made the playoffs just by giving them $9 million to basically go away. I got three teams and certainly two out of those three that I could say unequivocally are better off without him. But we, I know what we want to see. We hear the siren song, and, and we see talent, and we have the great memories of what he did. And, hey, Antonio Brown, during that time when he was in Pittsburgh, up until the very end, he was a beloved figure. People loved Antonio Brown. He was fun. He was on Dancing with the Stars. People really liked him. He was doing Pepsi ads. He, he was a major star in this league. I don't know what the hell's happened since, but he was a major star in this league. There's a lot of people who want to give Antonio Brown a second, third, fourth, fifth chance. But make no mistake, that this is going to be not the defining moment. Tom, Leg- Tom Brady's legacy is there. He's the greatest to ever do it. Until Patrick Mahomes surpasses him, or maybe somebody else who's probably playing high school football right now, maybe it's maybe it's the latest Manning to come up over there. He he's the greatest to do it, and his legacy is solidified. But in the argument between Belichick and Brady, and and who leads and who's in charge, if this thing doesn't work out, this is on Tom Brady because I can guarantee you, Bruce Arians is a proud guy, and he'll say what's right coming up this weekend he'll say well we're welcoming him in oh, he's changed uh, and at that time you know that was back in March but I had a chance to sit down and I had a chance to talk to Antonio and Antonio said all the right things and he's changed he's buying in he wants to be a buccaneer and he wants to win yeah he'll say all those things because he doesn't want the distraction he doesn't want guys like me going off on him on some regular Saturday and he certainly doesn't want Tiki and Tyranny playing that like crazy which they will and which they should and ripping him up and down if he has to go out there and still say the same thing he doesn't want to cause any problems between himself and Tom Brady and Tom's players Tom's guys and the rest of the Buccaneers he doesn't want this thing to break at the seams they have a talented team and they can do a lot of damage 
You can't tell me that he's just changed his mind like that since March on a guy who hasn't played in a couple years. On a guy who got in arguments with one of his close friends in in Ben Roethlisberger. Oh, he just changed his mind real quickly. Yeah, this is Tom's call. This is Tom Brady's call. This is Tom Brady's team. That's who it is. And if this thing fails, that's still, while it won't define his legacy altogether, it will define his legacy with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. If this thing gets blown apart at the seams, if Antonio Brown comes in and does what Antonio Brown did to the Steelers that year, what he almost did to the Raiders until they cut him, what he might have been able to do to the New England Patriots, for God all we know, until they got rid of him 11 days into the tenure, $9 $9 million over 11 days of work, that still ain't bad. Maybe I'm the full bitching about him. But if he's able to do those things, yeah, that, that's going to stick with Buccaneer fan. That's going to stick with us a little bit. It's got, it, it'll be a footnote altogether. Trust me, he's done too many good things. But it's still part of that history, and it's still going to eat away at you. That first sign of adversity. To do what's necessary. Will Antonio Brown be at work on time? Will he show up to film study? Will he be a good soldier in the meetings? Will he will he do what he's supposed to do on the practice field? Or will Antonio Brown do what he's done over the last couple of years? Which is wild, irresponsible stuff. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Up next, worker shoot, 1.40 p.m. Eastern. I wouldn't go back to Clemson. I got a much better idea for Trevor Lawrence. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. This is the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. I just had an observation during this Ohio State-Nebraska game. Scott Frost, I told Hickey about it during the break. We're about to do work or shoot. Scott Frost just, like, had a, a temper tantrum right there on the field during an illegal shift. He got what he wanted. Why was he hitting the ground over that? It's the second it's second quarter. I get very the, – the music cut out. That threw me off. I told Hickey about this during the break. Hickey, you agree with me, right? 100%. Yeah, he I had do not – I do not – like, coaches sometimes, even when they get, like, overly angry, I'm kind of like, you know, your, your head should really be in the game. You should be thinking multiple moves ahead. Now, I like Scott Frost. I'm a Scott Frost fan, and I think that he will get things – I think he'll take it back to Frank Solich level at Nebraska. I don't want to get crazy. It's Nebraska. We're, we're finding out that Bob Devaney and Tom Osborne did some really exceptional things there. But I think he can get it back to Frank Solich level, and Frank Solich level is very, very good, Cornhusker fan, who's definitely not listening to me right now and listening to the Cornhuskers game. So I'm probably speaking into the ether. It's very, very good for Nebraska. Eh, yeah, I don't need you to act like so emotional there. Leave the emotional stupidity to, to children like me. I'm a giant clown, basically, for people's amusement. Let me be emotional. You don't need to be emotional. I feel the same way. I I get so annoyed. One of the other things that annoys me, I know he's a great defensive coach, and I know Clemson loves him, obviously, because they pay him a boatload. I think it's really hokey and really silly, and, and I really do think it's embarrassing that Brett Venables needs to have a guy pull him off the field as a defensive coordinator. You're a grown man. Get on the sidelines. You're telling me you're that amped up that you have to be pulled off the field? I can't imagine you in any other walk of life. Does he get so mad at home where he just takes out windows then? 
Like, if you need to be pulled off the sideline, if you need to be pulled off the field as a coach who's supposed to be ahead, you know, in charge of younger people who are supposed to not know as much, who are supposed to not be as mentally collected and emotionally collected as you are, you need to be pulled off the field. It's the the whole pullback coach thing is really embarrassing. I I think it's really stupid. Just my thought. All right, we ready for worker shoot? Always ready, Kenny. Let's do it, baby. Hickey? Yes, Ken. Now we know the whole deal with this, work or shoot. Yes, for any of those first-time listeners, yes, work let me or explain shoot. it. Let me explain sure. it. Yes, you are the you will mess it up, so I need to explain it. It's just like true or false, except it's false or true. Work is false. Shoot is true. A shoot in wrestling parlance means something's real. A work in wrestling parlance means something's false. It's up to you to figure it out. So work or shoot is basically true or false, except it's false or true. And I just wanted a different name and something zestier than the boring old false or true, except it's maybe true or false. Go ahead. Killed it. So as you've been discussing all morning long, the news is official. Antonio Brown has officially signed a one-year deal with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah. Brown will suit up week nine as he is still serving an eight-game suspension stemming from his off-the-field issues. Now, oh, yeah. man, all over the news, as usual, is ESPN's Adam Schefter, who's one of the first to report that Brown is heading down to Tampa Bay to meet with the Buccaneers. So, Kenny, work or shoot? Adam Schefter first picked up Antonio Brown at fantasy football before then breaking the news that Antonio Brown would sign with the Buccaneers. Now, wait a minute. That, that's been confirmed, right? So what's the work or shoot question there? What was that? That before the news was confirmed, before yeah. Adam Schefter even broke the news that Antonio Brown was going down to um to Tampa Bay because remember it was first with Seattle, it was the rumors. He picked yeah. up Antonio Brown in his fantasy football leagues. Isn't that a shoot? I thought that shoot. was a shoot. I thought shoot. That, yeah, I thought that, that was I thought that shoot. was confirmed by everybody. Oh, it was confirmed? Yeah. I I think that, that was con- at least that's what I heard. Now maybe I'm wrong. I don't mean to I don't mean to get my sources mixed up about a guy who's supposed to have a bunch of unnamed sources, but still, I thought that he did it. I I was going to I just assumed that was the truth. I was going to defend him, actually, for that. I mean, how many guys – I haven't played fantasy football in some time, but when I played fantasy football, I had – and I knew a lot of people who had at least two players on their team, and you'd sit there and go, why do I have this guy? Why do I bother with this person? I don't need this person on my team. Why do I need this person on my team? So you knew that Antonio Brown – if we discuss him all the time. You knew teams are going to be excited about him or expecting to bring him up. Russell Wilson gave you every single reason in the world to pick him up on your own. You let you let Adam Schefter go pick him up in your fantasy team. Why would you leave Adam? Why would you leave Antonio Brown there to rot if if Adam Schefter's in your fantasy league? Hey, I'm in a fantasy football league. Wow, great, great, congratulations! Well, actually, my fantasy football league includes ESPN's Adam Schefter. Whoa, really? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I'm in a pretty cutthroat league there. Oh, Antonio Brown's sitting here. I might need a wide receiver. No, I'm going to let Adam Schefter pick him up. That's every other – I don't know who's in his league. That's every other idiot in his league. And if Matthew Barry is in that guy's league, I don't call for this. Matthew Barry should just be fired. Matthew Barry should know what it is. Do we know if him and Matthew Barry are in the same league there? I have zero clue, to be honest. Because I'll tell you what, you are no fantasy guru. If you're in the same freaking league, if you're one of these guys, if you're in the same freaking league as Adam Schefter or Lockenfora or Glazer, and you let those guys pick up Antonio Brown before you, that's asinine. Let's be serious here. That's your fault, not Schefter's. It's a shoot. It's a work. We're moving on. Wait, so it's both? 
Well, I'm going to shoot that. I, I, I defend Adam Schefter, but I, I also, also think that's, yo, that's actually a work that people should be upset with Adam Schefter for picking him up. Work. There you go. Next. A little daily double. So after initially postponing the fall season, the Big Ten returns to action today. The conference will play an eight-game regular season with a ninth game getting played by every team on championship weekend. Ooh. Now, the Big Ten currently can has five teams ranked in the top 25, second to only the ACC, who has six. Do Work- they meet? Ooh, do sorry. they meet? Hold on. Do they meet by their standings at the end? Yes, they do. So the second place in the East oh, will play the second team delicious. in the West and go right down the list. I don't want to watch. I want to watch the, the Big Ten, the essential Big Ten championship game, one and two, and then I want to watch the bottom. I don't want to watch anything in between. I would say it would probably be like, you know, Rutgers, Illinois. but right Rutgers, now, Rutgers is in Illinois. Banking I, Michigan State, so maybe not. Oh, let's, let's okay, Rutgers. Uh, it's not as fun with, with Illinois and Michigan State. It's got to be Rutgers and Illinois. That's what we all came to see. That's what we fought for a season for. Go ahead, your question. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Don't screw this up, Mel Tucker. <laughs> sorry, Kenny. So, workers shoot. The Big Ten has the best chance to put two teams into the playoff. Oh, I think that's a work. That's a work. I, you know, the Pac, Pac-12 has got to get something going. As the Pac-12, Pac-12 is eligible now, right? Are they going to be eligible? Or is that still up to Bill Hancock? That's still uh, there's no technical thing eligibility. Okay, so it's up all right. To the I want to make sure. So it, it, Bill Hancock has to consider. Now we had Bill Bender on earlier. He mentioned he wanted to make an argument for Oregon, so I wanted to make sure our ducks are in a row. I still think that that's a work because, and, I, and I'm trying to I'm not trying to get you all upset. I'm not trying to work you into a shoot here, Hickey, but. I could see two losses for Penn State, and if Penn State even has one loss, that's probably it. Go Ohio State. Ohio State, their over/under is at seven and a half. They'll probably, I mean, they're only up by three here in the second quarter, but they'll probably go undefeated in the Big Ten. So if they go undefeated in the Big Ten, boom, they're in. Well, that means other teams are going to lose, and then even if another team is there that meets them for that Big Ten championship game, they're still going to have a loss, and they're probably going to be people saying they're overrated anyway. So it basically turns into Alabama and the SEC until Georgia really got their act together and LSU got their act together. So then you have that problem. I think it's right now going to be Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, and then some team out of the Pac-12 more than likely. Unless, wow. I, unless you can give me one better, is Florida a better option? Well, that's the thing. It's mean, not going to be Oklahoma. A two-loss Oklahoma team over maybe a, a undefeated Pac-12 school? No, you're not going to do that. Who else is it going to be? Unless you can give me an argument for Florida. Am I? Who am I missing in the SEC right now? Georgia has – I mean, fart? obviously Florida and Georgia will play, so one of those two teams will have two uh-huh. losses. So and if, if they lose to Alabama, they'll also have two losses. Okay, so if Florida, yeah, that's true. So yeah, so it becomes a Pac-12 school then, right? So you think on a seven? Unless, game- uh, well, well, hold on, hold on. I'm going on. I need to make. I need to mention this because uh, people are going to kill me in South Bend. I said Notre Dame right now needs to be put in the mix. Bender didn't want to put him into the mix. He said that they're going to get their asses handed to him by Clemson so badly that people aren't going to take him seriously anyway. So I want to put Notre Dame in there and say, hey, Notre Dame would make a great fourth. I, lo- I, I love watching Notre Dame. I love that people hate Notre Dame. I think they're an interesting team, and I like that. So I, I would love to put Notre Dame in there, but according to Bender, Bender had me thinking differently. Bill Bender 92 on Twitter, if you want to take your hate there, go right on ahead. So I thought it's got to be a Pac-12 team then, right? 
That's interesting. Because the, the reason why I, I put this question out there, I thought it's interesting at least, because people are already questioning will the Big Ten get in because they're playing one, maybe two less games than the ACC or the SEC. Yeah, Pac-12 is playing three, well, possibly hold on, four hold on, or less. Hold on. Just because they're scheduled doesn't mean they're going to play them all, as we're seeing. Like some oh, of these games are not going to get made up. I agree. That's it. Yeah, so I, I think it's a work. I, I don't think that two are Whoa. getting in. I do think – I don't think there's a chance – say Ohio State plays eight games total. They get one canceled, they win the Big Ten, and they and they are undefeated. You're going to leave Ohio State out of there. You're going to leave – you're gonna leave the Ohio State Buckeyes out of the out of the national championship picture. I'm Tony. No, no, no. I'm totally in agreement with you. I'm more. This is okay. more on the Pac-12. Is my kind of angle. Do you think one? So you think a team like Oregon or USC will get it together enough to go undefeated? I think a team like Oregon. I think a team like Oregon can get it together enough to go undefeated. Okay. I do not know if a team like USC can get it together enough to go undefeated. All right. So in your mind, so this is a work because work. the Pac-12 yes. is getting in the playoff. Yes, it's a work. All right. Kenny will stick with the pack. Oh, for, excuse me, with the Big Ten, because okay, tonight cool. Michigan will once again be on the center stage of the college football world as they will travel to Minnesota to take on the Golden Gophers. Now, there's always speculation surrounding Jim Harbaugh's status with the Wolverines, as he is currently the only Power Five head coach with less than two years left on his contract. Now, Jim Harbaugh was actually asked about this and his commitment to the university earlier this week, and this is what Harbaugh had to say. Do you have a potential message for recruits? who may be hearing things from negative recruiters about your commitment to the university or the university's commitment to you since you're the only Power 5 coach uh, with less than two years left on your contract. Go Blue. So worker shoot, Kenny. Jim Harbaugh should go back to the NFL in 2021. <laughs> I actually think that that's a, a work. Work. Yeah, you're surprised, aren't you? A little bit, yes. You're an NFL coach, man. You're an NFL coach. I think he's he's done a lot to take Michigan to a certain level. And I, I, I'm nervous about saying this. I don't think they – because I've been very upset with Jim Harbaugh. I need Michigan at a certain level because I need Michigan and Ohio State to matter. It hasn't mattered. You've said you've treated it like like any other game, and Pay himself said that that's a mistake. Your own player said that's a, that's a mistake. You need to take this to another level. That's why Alabama and Auburn are a better rivalry than you. Auburn wins every now and then. You don't. You're an NFL coach. I, you re, and it's weird because he's an NFL coach, but he's recruited at a high level. But if I keep hearing about he needs to get his quarterback, he needs to get his quarterback, he needs to get his quarterback. Well, you got your quarterback last year. Well, yeah, he got his quarterback last year, but you see that wasn't the right type of quarterback. That wasn't the right type of transfer to come from Ole Miss, so we got to get a different quarterback. Go to the NFL. That's where the NFL goes. When you say, I got to get my quarterback, that's what NFL coaches do. That's what Cliff Kingsbury did. Cliff Kingsbury's defenses were terrible. Some guys aren't meant to be college coaches. You did a good job at Stanford. I'm not taking anything away from you there. But I need you to do be I need you to be able to do more at Michigan. More is expected. You got them back on the train tracks. Congratulations. You're a Michigan man. You did right by them. Now, I'm not sure where you go from there. Do you go to P.J. Fleck if you're Michigan? Do you go to Matt Campbell if you're Michigan? Do you go to one of the other up-and-comers if you're Michigan? Maybe there's a chance. That's always scary because you've tried to do that in the past and it's worked out horrifically for you. But for Jim Harbaugh, you're not you're not that guy. You're not that guy. And uh, there's a lot of NFL teams. I think they'd love to take a shot at you. But you can't go home twice. 
So be careful. I, I do think that that's a work, though, and I think it's more on Harbaugh than Michigan. Mich he, he still averages nine and a half wins, I think, a year. Michigan should be happy to have him right now, but they still need to apply pressure going, dude, you, you, you got to be better against Ohio State. This is ridiculous. You're getting your asses handed to you by Ohio State. This is supposed to be the best rivalry in college football. So that's a work. Next. Work. All right, Kenny. Sunday will put two undefeated AFC bruisers up against each other as the gritty Pittsburgh Steelers head to Nashville to take on the rough and tough Tennessee Titans. It's just huh. a sixth time since the merger. Do you not like that? No, I do. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, I said, ah, yes. Yeah, ah. I wasn't sure if you were questioning the uh, the rough and toughness. That's all. Oh. Okay. Everybody's rough and tough. They're rough and you said the Titans are rough and tough, right? Yes. Yeah, they got Derrick Henry. That's that's about as rough and tough as it gets. Mike Vrabel's a pretty tough guy, too. Yeah, Mike Vrabel's tough. Mike, Mike Vrabel chokeslams people out there on the sidelines who, who jump in from the stands. Yes. Mike Vrabel's <laughs> as rough and tough as it gets. Do you think, by the way, do you think Mike Vrabel could kick the ass of every NFL head coach? I was, like if they had a 32-man a Royal Rumble, is that was your worker shoot? If there was a 32-man Royal Rumble in the NFL, Mike Vrabel would win it? I think he would. No, but I'm turning that into my question. That's a, I'm with you, actually. I think that's a he shoot. He would be hip-tossing every other coach in the NFL shoot. out. Who would kick Mike Vrabel's ass? Nobody. Is there, is there any coach who could even stack up anywhere near Mike Vrabel? Can the 49ers bring Jim Tom Sula back? Jim Tom Sula farted during press conferences. No. Jim Tom Sula and a tire iron might be able to get Mike Vrabel. Nobody else could. Who else? Who can you think of? Am I missing anybody? Romeo Cornell's too old. Romeo Cornell cannot. Romeo Cornell has to be a manager for somebody and have them fight for him. That man's 73 years old. I don't need him in a ring. Andy Reid? No. Good God, no. Who? Physically, who could beat Mike Vrabel? He could master everybody. He could beat some of the players up. Sorry, this wasn't the work or the shoot. Go ahead. Matt Patricia, I think he's too slow. <laughs> <laughs> it's all that pent-up frustration that he has from these bad Matt three years. Matt Patricia, hey, physical appearance is not supposed to be show fodder. Matt Patricia's put on like what looks, looks like 70 pounds since he's been the head coach of the Detroit Lions. Mike Vrabel was running as tight end the other day. <laughs> no, he's winning the Royal Rumble. Yeah, looking at this list, there is no one that really even comes close. Zach Taylor? Zach Taylor's oh, like God. three feet tall compared to Mike Vrabel. Who? Who can you think of? Sean McVay? Cliff Kingsbury? I'm trying to think of young coaches who are somewhat athletic. Kyle Ooh. Shanahan, I think, has the mindset because he kind of has that dog mentality sort of Kyle thing. Like, Shanahan, I'm not going to let you beat me up. Kyle Shanahan reminds me of the devious one, Mr. Fuji. Like, I think Kyle Shanahan would probably throw salt in Mike Vrabel's eyes. So that might throw it off a little bit. But all things, you know, no weapons, no accessories, you know, just a ring with two men. I would agree, I think. Now, the, I don't even know who put the best fight. Because I'm with you. I think, he'd win a, I, I think he'd win a Tupelo concession stand match. I think he'd win an empty arena match. I think he'd win a street fight brawl with he and Terry Funk. I think he'd win them all against all of them. In, in a tables, ladders, and chairs match against all the other football coaches out there, Vrabel would win them all. What's the real question? I'm sorry. What's the real question? No, it's okay. I kind of like this question. We got poor than Erica waiting. I got poor Erica waiting. Um, so quickly, the winner of the Titans-Steelers game will be the biggest threat to the Chiefs in the AFC. Shoot. Shoot. Yep. I think that's a shoot. I love what Tennessee's doing right now, man. I Ryan Tannehill. In the words of John Sterling himself, having a renaissance. 
Pittsburgh's playing complete. That's a good defense still, man. That's still a good defense. Roethlisberger's being a game manager. You, you found this Chase Claypool in the second round who's all of a sudden they're comparing him to Larry Fitzgerald. Filipponi will be able to tell you more at 2 p.m. Eastern. That's a straight shoot, man. Straight shoot. And that is worker shoot. All right, we're going to get to Erica Herskowitz here in a second. When we come back, I heard Roddy White say that Trevor Lawrence should go back to Clemson. There's not a chance in hell I'd be going back to Clemson if I were Trevor Lawrence. I have a much better idea for him, and I'll tell you that when we come back. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. This is the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. I did not mean for this to happen. I got a lot of people on Twitter giving me coaches they think they could beat Mike Tom, or excuse me, beat Mike Tom, beat Mike Vrabel in a wrestling match. I said this. We we were doing worker shoot. I I I'm not going to be able to say what I wanted to about Trevor Lawrence. Damn it. We're doing worker shoot, and for whatever reason, something about a fight got brought up, and I go, I think that if they were doing a Royal Rumble of NFL head coaches, Mike Vrabel would win it. I don't think there's anybody who could touch him. Somebody tweeted at me, Robert Sala. Robert Sala's not a head coach yet. Robert Sala, I, I think he'd be in tremendous ring shape. I don't think you could get Robert Sala because of how good a shape he's in. That would be a formidable one for Mike Vrabel. That guy might be able to get him, but he's not a head coach yet. He's an intercontinental champ right now. He might have the money in the bank case, but he can't do it just yet. He's not allowed to just yet. Any of the other coaches in waiting? Maybe. You said Matt Patricia. What the hell? I'm just thinking just I'm I'm sorry, I'm thinking just about stature. Like physically gotta be able just to match up, like have some size. Mike Vrabel's a massive dude. So that's where my brain went. Mike Vrabel's big man. Mike Vrabel, like and I'm 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 thanking you guys, but again, Robert Sala is not a head coach yet. When when Robert Sala becomes a head coach, remember this, Hickey, write this down for the future. The question is just going to become, could Robert Sala kick Mike Vrabel's ass? You know what? It's halftime of a lot of games, 855-2124-CBS. Tell me a coach that could kick Mike Vrabel's ass. What the hell? What a lead-in for Filipponi. Allen in Baltimore, you're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead. Hey, what's going on, Ken? How you doing? Love the I'm, show. Thank you very much. Go ahead. All Go right. ahead. All right. So, uh, yeah, when y'all started talking about uh, head coaches that could possibly take down uh, Mike Vrabel, there were only two names that, uh, that that popped in my mind, and first was Mike Tomlin. Uh, there's like a three-age differential right there, and Mike Tomlin has that look like he's uh, – He's chopped a few linebackers in their throat before. He, and he does look – Mike Tomlin has a very intense look and speaks in a halting tone as if he's announcing a state of emergency. So absolutely. I think that he would be very intimidating. I think that he would be – I think he would be amongst, like, the finalists. Like, you know, when they do the Royal Rumble, that they, they get a lot of guys in there and then they clear it out a little bit. Once they cleared it out, I think he'd be one of the final ones there. But I, I think Mike Vrabel would get him. I think that Mike Vrabel is just an animal in a lot of Absolutely. ways. Who's the other? Who's the other one? Uh, the other uh, would be Adam Gaze. Uh, also in the same uh, age bracket. No one likes him. He's like a heel by nature, <laughs> and um, he's you know it's like I was telling your producer, Adam Gaze's elevator doesn't go to the top floor. So crazy is always an X factor. I would feel that Adam Gase is the Papa Shango of the NFL. 
There it is. Now, on, on, a, on another note, now what yes. we should do, simply because it's almost Christmas time, okay. If we could have, if we could have Uncle Frank from Home Alone be the referee that like gets knocked out, that'd be like the icing on the cake. Oh my God, <laughs> Alan! Yeah. Thank you very. I got now. I got calls on people who think they can kick Mike Vrabel's ass. All right, thank you very much, Alan. I appreciate the call and the kind words, Peter, Pennsylvania. You're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Go, Anthony Lynn. The Anthony Lynn. Oh, how old's Anthony Lynn? Anthony Lynn ain't that young, though, man. Anthony uh, he Lynn. Still, he still looks tough. Yeah. Okay. He he's uh, okay. He's got a strong chin. I will grant you that. He's got a strong chin. He's fifty-one. <laughs> How old's Rabel? Rabel's got to be early forties now, right? Maybe mid forties. So it's kind of in there. Yeah, maybe he's forty-five. So they're kind of in that same ballpark. How big is Anthony Lynn? Man, I think we're discounting how big of a person Mike Vrabel is. Mike Vrabel is a Zeus of an individual here, Peter. He, he is he's huge. A tough dude. He's a tough dude, no doubt. I Okay, I bet this is how it would probably end. All right, Peter, thank you very much for the call. Anthony Lynn, Mike Tomlin. I bet Pete Carroll would – Pete Carroll's basically Ric Flair. Pete Carroll would be there in the end. I'm telling you right now, Pete Carroll would be there in the end. They would all have to do something where they gang up and try to get him over the top rope, Mike Vrabel over the top rope. That's what they'd have to do. That's the only way to me. Then it's it's no holds barred. Maybe Carroll gets him because he could be the dirtiest player in the game. Belichick's just a little bit loose, if you get what I'm saying. I mean, if we're talking physical attributes here, Belichick's 68 years old. I know that him and Pete Carroll are roughly the same age. Carroll might be 70 almost. But Pete, I don't know. I don't know. Do you want to put in perspective, Ken, the size of Mike Vrabel? Man, I had a great point I had about Trevor Lawrence. I'm not going to be able to get this damn thing in. Go ahead. What's the perspective? Mike Vrabel, 6'4", 261, according oh to God. some websites. That is that is the undertaker in comparison to other coaches. Derek Henry, 6'3", 245. Now, obviously, Henry a little more muscular. I'm willing to say, but, yeah. But, I mean, that, I'm just to, to say, give you a perspective there. I'm trying to think about major D1 college football coaches. I bet Mike Vrabel could kick the ass of every NFL coach and and every FBS coach, every every Power Five coach, I bet Mike Vrabel could get. Am I wrong? Head coach, head coach. I'm trying Strength to go down the list. Coaches. Now, speaking of crazy, I think this yeah. guy could do it. Will Muschamp at South Carolina feels like a, he's a scrapper. He'll, he is Will a Muschamp psycho. Is a scrapper. He's big. By the way, Chris Boyd says Tomlin's 5'8", 187. He'd get his ass beat. Oh, now, that's geez. a good point. I didn't realize how small he was. That's a good point. See, we don't see how big these guys are in person because we always watch them on TV, and now we always do. Mike Vrabel is a very intimidating personality. Mike Tomlin's a very intimidating personality, but Mike Vrabel, Mike Vrabel looks like he could back it up. I saw Mike Vrabel at Ohio State pick up a guy and choke slam him right there to the turf because he ran out there on the field. 
I've seen this with my very – it was a rock bottom right then and there. Not even a choke slam. It was a rock bottom right there from Mike Vrabel. The only other guy to see, I've seen do that, what, James Harrison? Now, James Harrison could probably kick Mike Vrabel's ass. I don't know if there's – there's probably UFC fighters I bet that James Harrison could get. If we're talking players, it's a different animal, even retired ones. But of the coaches, I think Vrabel wins, man. Nobody touches him. I got one for college, maybe. Okay, who? BYU head coach Kalani Sataki. You ever see him? That guy's a mountain of a man, and okay, he is Yeah, solid. yeah, okay. Now, I don't think he's that tall. I think he's only six foot, so <sighs> Vrabel has the reach there. Oh, man. And but that might be that might be his best, honestly, competition. All right, let me get his bio here. Hold on. I, I see, I've seen him before, and I think you're right. Is that – it's taken a while It's taken a while for that. It, the last name, is he of – is he – oh, because you got to – I mean, that family, the Rocks family, the Usos, all those, Roman Reigns. He might lose to him. Vrabel might get beat by him. That's a that's a right one. Power five wise, I'm with you though. I don't think anyone can touch him. Yeah, I think that's tough. But yeah, he's not power five. Not power five. All right, we'll have to bring him back. Yeah, he's from Hawaii. He's Hawaiian. That's tough. That that guy might be able to get Mike Vrabel. Okay, so Sataki and then Vrabel. Filipponi up next. I could certainly kick his ass in a wrestling match. I guarantee you. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. Have a good weekend. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 